Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Lee Hackett. He's the CEO of Blueprint X. He's going to explain what that is in a bit. But first, I want to know more about your background, because one of the things that immediately struck my attention there was the ex-professional footballer. So explain me how an ex-professional footballer ends up in MarTech. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a leap, Elias, isn't it? But no, firstly, you know, thanks for inviting me on and I'm looking forward to, you know, discussing a few different topics today. But yeah, how did I get to, you know, to MarTech? Well, I guess the, the, from, from playing kind of soccer, football, moving from into business was a big transition for me and one that kind of sport helped and uh, I went to work for a big corporate, doing lots of M&A, uh, lots of growth type businesses, and I'd used the technology, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, was a, I was a user of the technology in those businesses. So in the really early stages of marketing automation, uh, when that was kind of new and, and kind of CRM and then other different technologies, and I'd used that to, to grow some businesses pretty fast. Um, pretty successfully and so the natural thing for me when I exited those businesses to kind of think about okay this is an interesting space that I might want to be in and and that's what kind of created BPX uh, back in 2015. Cool so, so you, you even you're you're such an enthusiast that you even let's say wrote a book about it right so you're the author of the seven step framework for sales and marketing when did you bring that book out? Um, well, it was more of a, just a, an, an ebook, which was a few years ago in terms of um, really trying to, I think, simplify things, Elias. You know, I think this is a, um, this is a difficult space. It's quite complicated and, and, and overly complicated, in my opinion. And obviously what I do now and what BPX does is we, we kind of help other organizations make sense of this space. So Kind of just trying to simplify that was the aim of the of the ebook a few years ago. Cool. I'm 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 happy to have a fellow Martech and SalesTech enthusiast on the podcast finally here. You know, it's like everything new is coming out. And I do agree it seems to be overcomplicated. You know, people yeah. make it they let's say very hard. And um, you know, it shouldn't all be about the tools, it should be about the results, it should be about the customer, it should be about how to humanize your business, etc. Um, but there is like 10,000 tools or something in this space in MarTech alone. And then there's sales tech, which is a upcoming very fast at the moment. So I do want to talk about that later on in the podcast. So there's two things we're going to discuss today. We're going to talk about these trends in MarTech and sales tech, because you're an investor in that in both Europe and Asia. Um, so I, I'm dying to find out more, uh, hear your opinions on it, your view and, and, and hear what what's new. Um, the other thing that you briefly mentioned is that you, uh, built three businesses over 10 million in revenue mm-hmm. um, using all kinds of marketing technology, um, using a lot of funnel techniques, et cetera. So what we're going to talk funnels as well. So what, 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 what's the, um, I would say what, what's the, the um, best thing or the, the tip you can share about funnels before we dive into those funnels, because there's a lot of myth going on about funnels, right? So what's, what's the secret about funnels? Yeah, it is a lot of, again, it's a, 
kind of overly complicated um, topic and mm-hmm. that, that people like to talk about and kind of write about, but in my experience, have very little, you know, kind of practical experience, right? And I, I, I kind of look at this from a, um, you know, if I take a step back, I'm not a marketing person. I don't come from marketing, uh, you know, I come from a business perspective in terms of growth. And I think it's probably safe to say that most of your listeners out there and most businesses are always looking to grow, right, in some mm-hmm. form. At, at various different speeds, uh, in various different ways, cross-sell, upsell, net new, um, you know, longevity of the client, all of those kind of things. So, you know, all of those kind of strategies. And the funnel is a big part of that. And the technology has kind of, you know, driven the ability, in my opinion, the biggest benefit is to give you visibility of funnel, which for me is the what is what the you know, organizations and people should really focus on, right? Is in in business, there's, you know, if you've got pipeline, if you've got visibility about pipeline, you've got a business, right? Mm-hmm. And marketing in particular has always been an industry that has been driven by getting stuff done, right? And, you know, what it's then able to do is start to, and then we'll come on to this a little bit later in terms of MarTech and sales tech and the kind of that whole revenue operations and, how that's kind of shaping up, but the the ability to have that that visibility across that funnel, uh, for me, is what the technology allows that to do. Now, to achieve that, there's a lot in it, right? And there's a lot of people orientated things that have to happen. It's mainly people orientated things that have to happen to achieve that funnel. But that's you know, for me, how I simplify the whole concept of of a funnel. So I love the way you're basically saying not to overcomplicate MarTech. And that's that's something I've seen in practice as well. The fact, however, is that in practice, and you've worked with all kinds of big names, like including PwC, et cetera. And so you know that the average B2B marketer uses over 30 marketing technology tools in their stack. Yeah. So they're, they're using from, from Canva to Marketo to you know, HubSpot or, or any dashboarding tool. So they're combining all that stuff. Um, a CMO almost should be like a CTO nowadays when they're buying stack, you know, when they're buying technology. Um, so I love that practical angle that you're pointing out there. So let's say I'm a B2B marketer and I would like to, to, to start building some funnels. Where, where, where do I start practically? Yeah, look, I, I think practically is in just starting to map out the different stages of what you would see as a funnel. I think, you know, the kind of top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel, MQL, SQL, um, you know, is it a kind of prospect lead, you know, the definitions, you know, having a shared language of what a kind of funnel is within, you know, from marketing. Um, It's one of the things I see most commonly is there's not a shared understanding within the business of what, actually the funnel is because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just the funnel is just a kind of articulation of you know the customer journey and putting it into kind of you know a, a simple way everybody could understand but i very commonly see that there isn't a shared understanding of what an mql is or what an sql is or what an opportunity is now I don't care what technology you've got and how many pieces of technology you've got. If you don't have that right, then it's not going to work. 
And um, that's the hardest bit though, right? And this is the kind of why technology has been, it's a bit like the fin- fitness industry, right? You know, you, you and I were just talking about protein shakes, right? Uh-huh. Before we started yeah. it, which is a, another podcast, right? Well, you know, if I'm going to get fit, probably what happens is that the fitness industry was going to sell me a lot of tech and a lot of kit, and that's going to make me feel good, right? I'm going to feel really good, um, and I might not even be doing any training, but at least I feel like I'm doing something, right? And I'm buy- I'm acquiring technology or I'm acquiring kit, trainers, um, sneakers, you know, T-shirts, shorts. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something, right? And marketing in particular has there's been a lot of that over the last 10 years. Uh, I see the trend now changing, definitely, but I've seen a lot of that. And I think actually going back and doubling down on what are the real things that are going to shift the needle because the technology works, right? That, Mm -hmm. you know, often I'll sit down with some senior stakeholders in those organizations and say, forget the technology, right? This is not a technology project. This is a people project. Let's focus on that. Because that works, um, and and often that's the kind of hard conversation to have. Well, that's I love that analogy with the sports sector, and you know, pointing out that actually the you know the technology is just an enabler in the end of of your strategy or in, in your people oriented strategy. I would say. So, um, are you saying more or less that? Um, when you're when you're stating that it's it's more about the process and the the the, the, the people that you're and you're the, the enabling the buying cycle, um, are you saying that B two B marketers should drop technology or should they be aware of technology? How should they treat you know if they if new stuff comes up should they try out that new shiny object or should they focus rather or they rather focus on something new? That's I'm just playing advocate that yeah, advocate yeah, no. here, but. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, it, it, it's it's. Um, I get distracted by the technology sometimes, right? There, there was a there was a piece of technology that I seen that we would use ourselves for our business. The you know a few weeks back, and I was wow, right? This is great. And so shiny new things that actually look really really good. Um, it feels like you're doing something, right? And that's what a lot of businesses. CEOs, CMOs have been doing, right? They've been actually it's a to to show that that we've implemented a new tool is a um again a good demonstration of marketing getting stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. But actually really does it shift the needle, right? And very rarely, very rarely do I see the technology alone do that. When I see things really move is when the the actual people and process orientated issues in the business are addressed. So to answer your question directly, absolutely not, right? The technology is a fundamental component of the solution, but it isn't the solution. And I think that's the difference. And it's it's specifically true for marketers, I would say. You know, they when new technology comes out, they they run to it like like a duck to the water, you know. It's like it's like they Every time a new technology comes out, they want to try it out. But what you're saying there is, you know, try to stick the, to the technologies that move the needle. So how do I define which moves the needle? So should I set KPIs or is there something, is there a way to measure that? No, I, what I would say is not, not, not identify the technologies that are going to shift the needle, but identify 
what things in your business need to change to shift the needle right mm-hmm. now. And, and technology then, as you said before, can enable that to happen, yep. right? So a, a good example would be, I don't know if you've seen a, pro, a, a technology called Crossbeam, right? I haven't so, seen it yet, no. Okay, so great. It's a, it's a channel-based MarTech product, really good, automates the whole account mapping process, right? With B2B teams, mm-hmm. which is a real pain. Right, in real pain, and so it adds a ton of value. But it actually, if you don't if you don't address how those teams internally map opportunities, map prospects, and and actually get the business aligned on that terminology and get everybody working in the same common practice, then the technology really won't shift the needle. Right. So it's the underlying issues in the business. Address them first and then identify the technology and use the technology to enable and automate that, right? That's the the fundamental approach that I would advocate. Cool. Great, great advice there, Lee. That's that's absolutely something marketers should keep in mind before trying out everything. You know, if you have a Sunday afternoon and, and try out some things, then there's nothing wrong with that, of course. But, you know, if you're oh. going to put money into it, put time into it, you better make sure that it's really moving the needle, as you say. So cool. So the other thing that we I wanted to talk about with you is, is that, you know, the fact that you're investing into MarTech and SalesTech. Um, being in the UK as you are, and I'm be, I'm in the Netherlands, right? So we're, we're Europeans, uh, less on the, on the Euro now, you on the, in the UK, of course, but um, I see a lot of stuff coming from the US, um, maybe some stuff from, from, from Asia. Um, what, what is your, uh, take on that? Is, is every, everything, uh, are the new developments all coming from outside of Europe or do you see some European, uh, movements there? No, for sure. I think that the, the, the vast majority is definitely coming from the U S mm-hmm. and, um, but there's some really, really good, you know, technology based businesses, you know, coming through from, from Europe. Um, you know, North America in general, um, Asia, yes. You know, there's some really cool businesses coming out of Asia in terms of, you know, technology within podcasting, like like we're doing now, which is, for me, a huge B2B opportunity uh, mm-hmm. channel, right? So, and I think, um, you know, but the, the, the types of businesses that we invest in, I invest in, are businesses that, you know, because have a service element to them, so they are people oriented ultimately consultancy businesses, but with technology as tools, right? Which is for me, a kind of the way forward with these things, right? Because I think all of your listeners would resonate that this stuff is hard, right? This is not kind of easy digitizing the sales and marketing process. Um, just got a lot kind of, uh, it just have, you know, got a kind of a lot of momentum behind it recently with COVID and all of those kind of things, but it's, Changing people, changing ways of working is quite difficult. So what we look for is businesses that can, yes, provide the tech, but can also provide the kind of knowledge and know-how around it. Meaning like implementing how to change business processes, et cetera. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So um, specifically talking sales tech and, you know, um, I've seen 
uh, all kinds of companies in that space in 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 the U.S. like like uh, Outreach, Salesloft, you 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 know them, High High, um, yeah. high Spot, you know, all Seismic. There's there's tons of those companies that are having huge success in the U.S. But I don't see that in in Europe yet. I don't see a lot of companies using that sales automation yet here in in Europe. Is that something you're seeing as well, or is that just a, a, a mainland Europe thing? Yeah, no, you, you, you're correct. Uh, it, no, it is a um, it is a um, that that is a few years behind as it usually kind of is. But I think it's lo- with the larger businesses. So I think what you what we see a lot of there's a lot of kind of global large businesses using sales tech, mm-hmm. but it may be a global rollout. So you know it may be coming from North America, but implemented also in in EMEA. Um, I think at the at this kind of small SME level, um, you know, there is less traction there, but it's certainly coming. You know, I think there's there's some, you know, if I kind of think about the top twenty fast moving software businesses in the UK, you know, anecdotally, I know half a dozen of them are kind of in, in the process of moving into how they can automate a lot of their sales processes. And, and sales activities. And there's really good reasons behind that, you know, in terms of, again, people-orientated reasons behind that. What what are some of the key trends you're seeing there? When Because you, you must be looking at it daily from an invest, investor's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some, some of the key developments that you're seeing in sales and, and MarTech? Yeah, I think in the in the sales tech in particular, which it kind of lines to to marketing, which I think the main area of where the kind of trend is at the moment is this whole how to automate the go to market strategy. You know, go to market um, and go to market strategies. You know, I think I remember seeing a a kind of uh, I think it was a Forrester Gardner report on this that you know ninety five percent of them failed within the first twelve months, right? And that that was in the, the B2B space, right? Which is, if you think about that, the proliferation of as somebody senior does a deck and has a go-to-market strategy and a rebrand. And then but by the time it gets to the salesperson, all right, then you know, it's kind of proliferated or forgotten about because the salesperson carries on doing what them what they do. And it's a, kind of the same with marketing, right? You know, marketing might take up the go-to-market. But will then quite quickly shift away from that and uh, and start to create their own kind of narrative, and then the same with with sales tech and salespeople are extremely expensive, right, mm-hmm. and scarce, um, particularly in B two B. And I think that whole sales enablement piece, which I think is where the most of the trend is at the moment, you know, sales effectiveness and. Uh, all of those kind of things, yes, but actually sales enablement, I think, where the most interest in allowing businesses to kind of curate and manage that go-to-market right down to that salesperson's level. I think that's a very, very interesting area that we're in, um, seeing a lot of kind of trend towards that. And um, and I, I think that will only continue because, you know, the all of the kind of um, – you know, the reasons for that or the indicators for that are, you know, that it, it needs to be done sooner rather than later. So uh, sales enablement software solutions like Highspot or Seismic. Seismic, yeah. Showpad, yeah, these kind of things, yeah. 
specifically for those kinds of solutions, it's true what you said earlier, you know, look at your processes behind it, look at the people behind it, because that's really garbage in, garbage out. That that that's those kinds of solutions. Because in in I've I've looked at them and you know, I know seismic and high spot and um showpad I don't I haven't seen from the inside, but um those kinds of solutions really need attention on the implementation phase because it's it's gonna help your apps in the end or SDRs or BDRs in the end, but it really needs a lot of uh, content. Like the, the, like well, it's it's like the content you need for marketing automation, right? So without oh. the, the content, yeah, it's even more than that to yeah. to do to do a proper job because it's yeah. it's really sophisticated and it can really help you. But don't underestimate the implementation phase. I would say. Yeah. Oh, huge. Um, I think that's the thing that um, kind of everybody's still trying to work out with sales enablement is, you know, the kind of the volume of content required is huge and the management of that. So, you know, typically sales enablement was kind of given to marketing mm-hmm. and, but it, it kind of is a specialist in its own right. And, um, you know, to do it well, do it effective um, and, and sales has changed, right? Because, you know, sales is now a, it's a team sport, you know, the kind of lone wolf B2B salesperson kind of living in a spreadsheet. Those days have, have, have finished. And so sales are having to adapt and um, obviously bring new talent through quicker, mm-hmm. but stay on message and, and be able to kind of manage a, a B2B sales cycle with maybe, let's say, half a dozen characters or personas in it who's going to need a lot of content and a lot of very relevant content kind of sales has never really worked in that way before. Cool. So I love that. I love that those, those trends, you know, that, that you pointed out here, the sales enablement uh, trend, et cetera. So I think that's going to be a big thing next year as well, 2022. Sure. Um, I'm going to leave it to that. So if people want to reach you, they, they can find your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. I'm going to put them in there as well as your, um, uh, website, of course. Um, is there anything more you would like to share with the audience before we leave it to that? No, I think, um, just, just to say that if anyone wants to reach out and kind of understand a little bit more about the trends or kind of practical steps, then best way to get me is on LinkedIn Elias. Cool. Thank you very much for being here, Lee. Thanks, Elias. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.